Welcome to the Racially Just Schools podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you seven questions to help you teach critically despite the attacks on anti-racism education and critical race theory. So these are some questions you definitely want to bring back to your leadership team, to your professional learning community, your grade level team, or whatever team that you're a part of and that you're working on. I believe these questions will help us recalibrate and generate new possibilities about how we maintain our disposition and our orientation to teach critically and to teach powerfully to make the world more racially just despite the current conditions and environment in which schooling takes place. I'm super excited about this episode. I hope you enjoy it. So let's go. You're listening to the Racially Just Schools podcast, the show that provides resources to help you and your team build racially just schools. Now, here's your host, Dr. Terrence L. Green. Welcome to the Racially Just Schools podcast. My name is Dr. Terrence L. Green, and I am your host, and I am super excited. I am elated. I am deeply grateful and humble that you're back here again for another episode. Now, on today's episode, um, I'm going to be talking about seven questions to help teach critically despite the attacks on anti-racist teaching and critical race theory. And so to kind of lay the context for this, you know, we're in a new school year. It has started. And to be honest, this year is off to a very unique start, to say the least. You know, adults and youth are returning to schools in some of the most racially and politically contested conditions we've seen in a while. And, you know, you know, this isn't necessarily new, but there are a couple of things that further complicate this school year that make make it unique. Um, so a couple of things. On the one hand, you know, we're still living with COVID-19 and the Delta variant has pretty much taken on a life of its own. And, you know, and to make matters worse, we have elected officials in states that are requiring students and adults to return to schools without any mask. You know, well, well, thankfully, there have been superintendents and there have been school boards that have defied legislation that is requiring students to go to school without a mask. And so mad props and shout outs to the school boards and the superintendents who are placing safety front and center and beyond political mess. <laughs> right. Um, but at the same time, we're still battling with the deep and profound and embedded ways that structural racism, white supremacy and anti-blackness continue to shape schooling, particularly in the U.S. context and abroad. Um, in this current iteration, though, what we see is we see states putting forth and passing legislation to ban anti-racist teaching, but also the alleged teaching of critical race theory. And now just to be completely upfront and honest, I don't know of any school uh, PK-12 that is teaching critical race theory. I personally didn't learn about critical race theory until I was in a doctoral program, right? So I was a, a full a full adult, you know, <laughs> by the time I learned about um, critical race theory, right? But here's the thing. 
this at all is not about critical race theory, right? All these policies and all the legislation is not at all about critical race theory. This is actually unfortunate that critical race theory got caught in this larger white lash against the racial justice movements that have been going on since the beginning of time, but they entered the mainstream media in a brand new and a, in a renewed and fresh way in the summer of 2020. Um, so this is not about critical race theory. And to be completely honest, this is more about maintaining and protecting the white racial status quo, um, white power interests, white comforts, and also like the white fallacies and ideologies about the racial realities of the U.S. And the thing is, as long as there are policies to protect, protect that, uh, that's always antithetical to racial justice work in school. Right. And so my thing is, like, if any of these elected officials were were serious about improving the lives of young people in schools, particularly those who are black, indigenous, Latino, Latinx, Latina and Asian, if they were if they were at all concerned about improving that, then they would not be focused on a theory that explains racism, but rather they would be working to actively disrupt the everyday ways in which racism shows up in schools. And so even in the midst of these troubling and contested conditions, the reality is that teachers still have to teach, right? That teachers still have to show up in classrooms every day. Like this is the reality. This is the truth. This is just me keeping it 100 with you. And so it's not enough for us to just critique these policies and and these conditions. And I want to be clear. I do think we should certainly critique them and these policies and these conditions. And we also have to be politically and strategically savvy to remain committed to the work of racial justice and building schools with radical humanity at the core. Right. But the question still remains, what might teachers actually do to maintain this critical disposition and orientation to teaching in ways that work towards building a more racially just world in society? So I want to talk to you about kind of like two foundations before I go into these seven questions um, that I think will be, you know, very useful for you and the team that you're working on. The first thing is that I think we, it would do us some good to shift our perspective to focus on the possibilities. So the reality is like, look, you know, black people, you know, indigenous folks, black and brown folks have been contending with the taken for granted truths, narratives, ideologies around white supremacy and curriculum since the inception of schooling in the U.S. Right. And this is no different. Um, and so the question now becomes, you know, not what or if, but the question becomes how. Right. And so when we lead with questions around like how and how might we, it opens up powerful opportunities to create new possibilities, even despite the conditions and the context in which we're in. And I want to be super clear is that we still have agency to act, right? And we must always exercise our agency to act and never forfeit that because building racially just schools, working towards racial liberation, is deeply, deeply important and the stakes are too high 
for our children for us not to do that. The stakes are too high for black children, for indigenous children, for Latina, Latino, Latinx and Asian youth. So I still believe there are some things that we can do. And I think the place that we start is we start from our place of agency and we work our out from there. You know, one of the things I teach in the questions that I often get in this work is like, where do you start? And one of my, I have multiple ideas about where to start, um, which is, you know, based on a number of things, just figuring out kind of like where you are. But you start in part with your place of agency and you start there and you work out, right? And so before I share a few ideas with you, I just have a few disclaimers. The first one is that, um, the list of questions that I'm going to share with you, this is not an exhaustive list, right? This is an initial list. This is a list to get you started. Uh, and I, I wholeheartedly invite you to add to the list, this list, expand this list, um, formulate questions that are your own. Uh, the second thing is that um, it's okay to start small, right? And so in other words, it's all right to just start with one lesson or two lessons or a unit. Or, you know, don't let me stop you. If you want to do the whole curriculum right now, by all means, please do that. Um, Nonetheless, you have to get started. You have to get going. You have to get uh, moving on this. Um, And even if you start small, it's okay. We're not staying there. We're continuing to work towards these larger structural transformation for racial justice, right? And then finally, my suggestions about, you know, some questions to ask about how teachers might begin and continue to teach critically despite these attacks on critical race theory and anti-racism teaching is not my acceptance of the conditions or of these policies. Um, I am in complete opposition to these policies. However, I also understand the reality that teachers still have to show up in classrooms and teach, right? And so the foundation of what I'm going to share in these questions is around the 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 wedding and the integration of these two ideas of to critique and to create. Right. So at the heart of the questions that I'll share these seven questions, there is this idea in this intimate and vital relationship between critique and creation. So in other words, it's not just about dismantling, but it's also about building is about rebuilding and i truly believe that our work is profoundly more powerful when we don't just only deconstruct and critique but we also reconstruct and create you know to say it simply it's a both and approach um and so what do i mean when i say these words critique and what do i mean when i say these words create because oftentimes we can use terms Um, But we don't invite people into the terms or the meaning that we've made beyond these ideas. And so what I mean by critique or I'll use a synonym deconstruction, I simply mean to break down the taken for granted ideas, truths and the racial political ideologies um, that have been normalized and just seem just like second nature and to make them very apparent. Right. And so as you do this, you also if you're working in a school, if you are working as a classroom teacher, if you're working in a district, you also in your deconstruction, you need to be cognizant and you need to be aware of the state standards that you have to teach for a particular content area. And I hear somebody now saying, well, those state standards, they're limiting at best. And, you know, I wouldn't disagree with you. Right. But here's the thing. You are working in a system 
and you're working on a system all at the same time, right? So you're working in a school district, you're working in an actual school, and you're concurrently, simultaneously working on that system, on that district, on that school to make it racially just. And so when you're doing both of those things at the same time, it creates a lot of tensions, a lot of contradictions, and a whole lot of messiness. But here's the thing. We should expect and we should enter into the contradictions, the tensions, and into the messiness because those are the mechanisms, the portals, the avenues, the ways through to where we're trying to go. But then alternatively, when I use the word creation or synonym reconstruction, I mean to build, right? I mean to to co-construct new knowledge with students and with adults. Um, and this is so useful when it's done in concert with uh, critique and deconstruction because it is also integrated with creation, right? So instead of giving you a list of to-dos, I'm now going to enter into some questions for you and your team to think deeply about, to critically discuss and to use as a frame to inform your actions. Um, and so I'll, I use the language in these uh, in, in these questions around we slash I, right, to include individuals, but also to account for the collective work that you will do together. And again, I want to encourage you um, if you're working alone to work in solidarity with people, um, because this work isn't just about you. And there are some profound things we can do when we are working together and we're working collectively and collaboratively. Before we get into this, I have to just shout out and give flowers to and major props to all of the teachers, the school leaders, the custodial workers, the engineers that's keeping the buildings warm or cool, the cafeteria workers, the bus drivers, the teachers aides, the the students, the the school leaders, the families, any and everybody that is working to help schools be racially just i salute you i thank you and i appreciate you of everything that everyone is doing um, we want to focus in on particularly those folks who are working in classrooms right and there are seven questions that i want to share with you here as we come into these seven questions i want to first underscore the idea of this word question the root of that word is quest And I believe that good questions can send you on a path, on a journey to generate new solutions and possibilities to pressing concerns that are often beyond like the existing and the laying around solutions that currently are available. Um, That's why I like to start with questions, not with answers. Right. And the, the, the important and powerful part about starting with questions is that it allows you to gather the expertise, the wisdom, the lived experiences of the people within your context to begin to build solutions and possibilities based on the people that you are working with. Okay. And as I said before, I use the terms we slash I to account for yourself, but also the collective in your teaching. All right. 
Here are the questions without any further ado. And I'm just going to simply read the questions to you. I've decided to suspend my commentary on the questions primarily because I want you to be able to take up the questions within your context in ways that are rich and unique to the people that you are working with, right? Um, So I'll suspend my commentary uh, for another time about these questions, but I think they're pretty straightforward. So here we go. Question number one is, How might we slash I use the content from this class to equitably address some challenges that our community may be experiencing through critical youth participatory research? I'll read that one again. The question is, how might we use the content? How might we slash I use the content from this class to equitably address some challenges that our community may be experiencing through critical youth participatory action research. So um, participatory action research is a whole body of scholarship around that, how to do it, what's the underlying assumption. So I definitely would definitely point you in the direction to look up some of that work. The second question is, how can we slash I use critique as a tool to co-create knowledge that makes racial power relationships patterns and the racial status quo evident i'll read it again question number two is how can we slash i use critique to create knowledge that makes racial power relationships patterns and the status quo evident the third question how can we slash i constantly hold space to be a student with and also a teacher with critical humility in and out of the classroom daily. And what I mean by the word hold space, I literally just mean create the conditions for this type of interaction to occur. I read the question again, how can we slash I constantly hold space to be a student with and be a student, especially with racially minoritized youth um, to deeply understand their knowledge, their expertise and lived experiences and a teacher with critical humility in and outside of the classroom daily. Number four, within and beyond the state standards, how might we slash I center black, indigenous, Latina, Latino, Latinx, and Asian possibilities, expertise, lived experiences, and knowledge? And what might that look, feel, and sound like if we were doing that? I'll say number four again, within and beyond the state standards, how might we center, how might I or we center black, indigenous, Latina, Latino, Latinx, and Asian possibilities, expertise, lived experiences, and knowledge? And what might this look, feel, and sound like? Number five, where can we slash I provide counter narratives and counter perspectives instructionally to provide more comprehensive ideas and perspectives. Number six, what additional critical sources and or works can we slash I center in the classroom to compare against and also to counter the existing curriculum that may be racially unjust. Number six, what additional critical sources and or works can we slash I center 
in the classroom to compare against and to counter the existing curriculum in places where it may be racially unjust. And finally, number seven, how can we slash I use critical inquiry to support students in questioning the taken for granted norms, the truths and assumptions in the curriculum and to center the lived experiences of black and other racially minoritized students. I'll say number seven again. How can we slash I use critical inquiry to support students in questioning the taken for granted norms, truths and assumptions in the curriculum and center the lived experiences of black and other racially minoritized students? Well, I can hear somebody now like, hey, Dr. Green, I appreciate those those questions. Those was good. But let me tell you something, my brother. Bruh, what about math? I, you know what I'm saying? I, those questions, I understand how they can work for ELA or how they can work for social studies. But but come on now. Uh, how am I working for math? <laughs> well, I think they actually have some applications to math. Um, uh, however, I, I totally hear you. And I'm glad you asked that. So um, math is actually one of the content areas, which I mean, all of them, but like where you really can powerfully teach about racial and social justice. I mean, mathematics is embedded in literally almost everything that we do on a daily basis. I mean, it's difficult to not experience mathematics or science in in your everyday experience. I'm a former high school science teacher, so um, I, I, I'm, I'm recognizing where science is. Um, throughout throughout the day. Uh, but one of my go-to websites and resources for teaching math from a social justice perspective is um, radicalmath.org. That's radicalmath.org. That was started by Jonathan um, Osler. And the one thing that I like about the website is that it has over 700 lesson plans um, that you can start literally using today, right? Uh, from a range of math topics, from geometry to algebra to basic arithmetic to trigonometry to fractions to like like there's 700 lesson plans. So there is something that you could definitely use as a resource. You can build on it. You can amend it. You can integrate it into what you do. But there are practical examples of things that you can actually do. And again, I don't have any affiliation or connection with uh, with the folks over at uh, RadicalMath.org. Um, it's just a great resource and website. And I like to share great resources and websites um, to folks for folks um, to use to, for their benefit collectively and individually. And then the other important resource that I will share with you about teaching math from a racial justice perspective is Dr. Nicole Joseph's Black Feminist Mathematics Pedagogy. And, you know, I wrote a blog on this. And so there's a link to both the website, uh, the Radical Math dot org website as well as the dr joseph's work on black feminist mathematics pedagogies but i love this work because this framework it powerfully helps to disrupt the gendered and anti-blackness that's found in u.s mathematics systems and so these are two uh powerful resources to get you started um in your racial justice teaching work in the classroom uh, and i hope you have enjoyed these and find them useful all right. In closing, um, these were seven questions just to get you started. They weren't the end, um, but hopefully you will take these up 
and you will start to use them in your work and in your practice. And in the show notes, I'll have a link to a blog post where you can just um, come back and refer to these questions. I would, you know, recommend if you want to, you just copy them, paste them, put them up in your room, make them a part of your professional learning community, make them a part of your leadership team meetings, make them a part of your grade level team meetings. And it may not be all seven of them. It may be one of them. It may be two of them. It may be a mix of a couple of them. It may be these inspired you to now come up with your own. However you go about doing your own building, that's amazing. Um, This is just a resource, a tool to begin and to further and to continue that work. And so my hope is that you and your team will begin to anchor your work in some of these or some other critical questions. And in doing so, remain committed to the work of racial justice. We must continue to do this despite the ongoing and the ever present uh, attacks against this work. And again, this is just not even scratching the surface. Um, but this is something to just get you going. So I hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed sharing it with you. And I love to hear from you if you've used them and they are informing your work. That is it, folks. Thank you so much for joining the Just Fools podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And I am so excited and really looking forward to our time together during future podcasts. What I need you to do is to please hit the subscribe button. Share with a friend and please leave a review. We love reviews. And if you want to hear more from me, you can head on over to www.raciallyjustschools.com. That is www.raciallyjustschools.com. When you join our community, I have a free video for you on three tips that will make your racial justice work better. And again, if you love the show, hit subscribe, rate it, and leave a review on iTunes. And until next time... Peace.